I, I even think that like once someone is healthy and like for example like Sarah she her cycle is back mm. um what like why do you have to be really lean? like what is there I think reflecting on like what is your main source of motivation for why you want to be lean mm. and I think realizing that it's a lot of like society's pressures on females to be that way for whatever reason mm. um and like the conversation that I'm sure we'll have here shortly about do you really think that the opposite sex is attracted to what you're actually seeking? So it, I think really reflecting on the why as to why you need to see a six pack all year round and, and things like that will also help you recognize what's actually healthy and what you should be doing. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with our good friend, Ash Armstrong, or you might know her and Sarah as the Strong Sisters on Instagram. I love these two so much, not only because they're just awesome humans, but also because they're chasing their dream and starting a regenerative farm from scratch. Both Ash and Sarah, like me, have done a lot of restrictive diets and both have suffered from amenorrhea. In this episode, Craig, myself, and Ash chat about everything from weight gain, body changes, what men think, and sex. This one is full of overshares and realness. So if you're a woman who's ever felt the pressure to lose weight or be lean, you'll love this episode. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hey everyone, and uh, we're welcoming back the amazing Ashley Armstrong from the uh, Strong Sisters. Ash is at home chasing the bloody chickens, you know, like trying to keep the farm together. <laughs> kidding. I'm totally kidding. They're all, but- they're all safe. All the chickens are safe. There's 19 now. Mm. Wow, it's amazing. It's so cool, like, watching you guys on Instagram and your journey and building up the farm. And are you just loving it? It's a great change of pace. Like, really yeah. feel busy, but, like, everything feels aligned and I'm really happy. And I know that what I'm working towards is like my ultimate goal and dream. And so doing, being able to work towards that every single day is just very rewarding. So mm. I'm, I feel very blessed and excited. This is a little bit of a sidetrack from that. Cause this, in this yeah. podcast, we wanted to talk about um, women and, and body image and sex and just things around that but um I think you know like you've obviously been going on your own healing journey and I feel like for so many women part like there's obviously the nutrition part and you know lowering stress and the the training but then I think like part of healing is like doing fulfilling work and and having good connections and relationships in your life um and it sounds like like you really are doing the full journey, healing journey. Like you've t- totally changed careers. Like you studied for so long, yeah. you know, <laughs> did your PhD and then you've gone, nah, I want to follow my passion and my heart, which I think is so cool. Like I think it's really um, inspiring because you only have one life and, yeah. you know, really you are young. Like it's not like you're like 70, um, but you did study for a long time. So I think it's really cool that you're doing what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, I defended, and then two months later, I have 19 chickens. So, <laughs> a, a big change of events. It's so great, yeah. though. You get to have these amazing eggs, like raw milk, like access to all this amazing um, food, which is which is so cool. And like when we come to America, which we will, when obviously this global pandemic is, we can yes. travel again. We'll come yeah. and have a visit 
You can show me how to milk the cows. Please come. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We can you just have lamb by then. Oh, I love lamb. Can you just drink the milk? Like, could you literally milk the cow and drink the milk straight like that or not? Is that not good? You don't drink that shit right straight out of the titty, do you? <laughs> when I have my own goat, I'll try. I'll try for yeah. you. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe Craig's like Yeah. Sorry, go. What are you no, saying? Craig is like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's recap, um, Ash, maybe just quickly, because some women may not have listened to the earlier podcast that we did with you. Um and maybe just do a quick recap of, you know, your healing journey. Yeah. Um, so I have had hypothalamic amenorrhea, so I have not had my period in like 10 years. Um, I've been on birth control and had an IUD in that 10-year period, but I think that, that kind of may have just done more harm. Mm-hmm. So I've always been really lean. I've kind of definitely been always like orthorexic. Mm-hmm. and always tried to be the healthiest that I could at that given moment. And I always thought that that was being really lean and eating as healthy as possible. So I started with like bro diet of like chicken breast, rice, broccoli, just like low fat, no fat. Um, and then that kind of modified into like, if it fits your macros. So I would eat my broccoli, but then I'd put like, I fit Oreos into my macros. And then that evolved into a plant-based diet and then keto and then carnivore and zero carbs. And while I improved a lot of autoimmune conditions, I still wasn't feeling my best. I still didn't have my period. Um, and that's what kind of led us to this like repeat style of eating. So I kind of view the repeat style of eating as like, I rely on animal foods for my nutrients, like liver and oysters and meats. I love how you say that. Yes, oysters. <laughs> it's not oysters, it's oysters. You get oysters in. I actually laugh every time I listen to you say it. I don't know where it came from. Um, <laughs> so getting our nutrients in with animal-based products, but then relying on carbohydrates for our energy using easy to digest carbohydrates. And I really think that I'm at like the best place I've ever been energy-wise, mentally-wise with this new st- style of eating that is very different than like the standard American diet of like refined grains and nuts and seeds. So stumbled upon this kitty and the, all the wonderful people in the bioenergetic community and where everyone's kind of like building each other up, supporting each other. And so I've um, had a huge swing of eating styles in the past year. Um, and I've seen a lot of improvements. So some of the improvements I've seen include my waking body temperature is now like always above 97.5, which is really cool. Um, before I was at like 96.3 when I was really, really lean. And that's just a sign that things aren't working as well as they could be. Um, I'm starting to see some changes in like my cervical mucus. So I get that like Mm. egg whitey stuff Mm. in my underpants every month and definitely changes in libido, which we were going to talk about in this podcast and improved energy and mental focus. So I've definitely seen quite a bit of improvements since reducing my exercise and intensity and adding in carbohydrate sources. So that's kind of a a summary of things, but I really think that the current style of eating that I'm like, that we are all on right now, Mm. um, for me, it's really sustainable. I, there's, there's that quality of life factor. So I really enjoy it and I'm feeling really good and I'm hopeful that my period will be back soon. It's kind of just a waiting game, but I've seen a lot of good changes. Mm, So exciting. It is, it is. I think, um, 
you know, so many women and I was the same. There was periods where I just didn't get my period, like six months. And I actually, like looking back now and knowing what I know about the female body is I'm sure that there was many times where I was getting a period but not ovulating um, because I was really lean. And, yeah, I think so many of us really pursue that look um, I guess yeah. the, the fitness industry though, like you, everywhere you look on Instagram, I mean, I still, I still, even today when I scroll through, like we'll have thoughts and look at some of these models because oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very open and honest and always just tell people what I think and how I feel. And sometimes I think, oh, you know, I should, I want to be leaner, but then I'm like, Kitty, that's not healthy. It's not healthy yeah. for you. Like, you know, if you get like really lean, you just suffer, your sleep suffers, yeah. your period suffers, sex drive yep. suffers and all those things it's just not worth it. It's and I think that a lot of fitness models, they're showing their highlights and they don't really discuss all the sacrifices, which is like mm. so much gym time. Yeah. Having normal relationships, having a libido, having a normal functioning cycle and ovulation and like being lean, like you said, it's just it's not worth it. That like you lose, you lose a certain quality of life. Oh, totally. A- absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like I, you and I always talk and Sarah, because we love lifting. Obviously you're not lifting now because you're still yeah. working on getting your period back. But I was just fucking amazed at the ridiculous weights that you lifted eating like no carbs. I'm like, imagine when you actually get back to lifting eventually. I said, you're going to be a machine. Like yeah. it's insane. I was like, I just can't, don't know how you did it. I, I guess it's just, it was pure adrenaline. I, mm. I really don't know. But yeah, I think realizing that like, there's going to be a time and place for lifting. Like, it's not like it's Mm. always going to go away. It's just right now Mm. focusing on healing is the main priority. Mm. Um, And then like you said, with the inclusion of carbs, watch out. Mm -hmm. I've had many conversations with women, like they'll message me on Instagram, like, oh, Kitty, like I'm eating so much food and I'm doing this and whatever else. But like my temp and pulse is still not coming up. And I'm like, you probably just have to dial back your training for a while. Like, I know it sucks. Like, you know, even I've, cause I constantly share things on Instagram, you know, like three or four months ago, I went through a stage of where I just trained too much, too heavy, you know, me being me, I love to push like, you know, it's always like do more, do more, do more, you know, work in the business probably wasn't eating enough. And then I just noticed over time, I'm like, fuck, my sleep's not good. My temp and pulse is lower. My period shortened. So whenever I don't eat enough and train too much, my period shortens always. And I was like, okay, fuck, you need to like just dial back, dial back you know, and just training a bit less, eating more, resting more. Now everything's back to where it should be. So I think, yeah, you just, sometimes I think women can go down this rabbit hole and I've done it. And I'm like, I think I told you, I mean, you guys would remember when I was doing that big fucking spreadsheet, taking all of the supplements extra. And it's like, it didn't make a difference. I just needed to train less and eat more and rest. And I think, you know, you just have to remember that your body, like it's like this resource bucket. And if you're constantly draining it, it's going to break itself down. Um, and there's no amount of supplements really, I think, or even food sometimes it can compensate for too much exercise or too heavy lifting in our case, because you guys were lifting really heavy weights. Um, yeah. but like you say, it's not forever. Like, yeah, it's just while you get your body back to healthy. Yeah. But I, I even think that like once someone is healthy and like, for example, like Sarah, she, her cycle is back, mm. um, what like why do you have to be really lean like what is there I think reflecting on like what is your main source of motivation for why you want to be lean Mm. and I think realizing that it's a lot of like society's pressures on females to be that way for whatever reason 
Mm. Um, and like the conversation that I'm sure we'll have here shortly about, do you really think that the opposite sex is attracted to what you're actually seeking? So it, I think really reflecting on the why as to why you need to see a six pack all year round and, and things like that will also help you recognize what's actually healthy and what you should be doing. Mm. And so let's talk about like the weight game and how much weight you've gained and how you're feeling about that. Cause I also think too, like, oh, this is just what I believe. I'm not saying that this is right, but it's okay to feel things. Like I think yeah. sometimes like, Oh, I did a podcast with Leela, who I just love. And she's had a really bad health journey and she's put on like 30 kilos. She's like 90 kilos. She'd usually shit at 60 because she, oh, anyway, listen to the podcast. But, you know, she yeah. said, often I'll say to people that the weight gain, like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Like, just don't worry. And she's like, I feel it really, it, I don't know her exact words, but like disheartening that people just push the, my feelings aside. Like they don't matter. Yeah. And she's like, it's okay to acknowledge those feelings. Yeah. Um and I know you and I have talked about it lots. Like we've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I think around 125, 128 pounds. So whatever that is kilo. Like divided uh, by 2.2. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, engineer. Do that in your head. <laughs> I was around 58 kilos. And so how, tall, how tall are you? How tall are you? I'm like five. I'm five, four and a half. Five. Um, okay. So you're short. Yeah. So you're little. Short. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that this is a little bit important, uh, discussion when I was on, I did carnival for a year, I actually mm. gained 10 pounds. So I was like really tiny when mm. I first started carnivore, I was about trying to do your kilo convert. I was around 54 kilos when I started Whoa. carnival, gained 10 pounds. So I went up to 58 kilo. Um, and so that's where I was at the beginning of this year, 2020. Mm. And, um, I still didn't have my cycle even after gaining 10 pounds. So, um, since then, I honestly don't know where I sit right now. I haven't been weighing myself. I don't really care to right now with my current goal, but I'm somewhere around 66 kilos. So I went from around 58 to 66 kilos. Um, and it was really, really hard. As you guys both know, I have vented to both of you guys about how fat I felt and how my clothes weren't fitting. And it was just every single day you wanted to just be like, fuck it. Like I'm just going to throw the towel in and I'm going to eat less and I'm going to go work out today. Like I, I struggled with that pretty much every single day this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't start to like really accept it until like the last couple of months. I think I just finally was able to, not focus on it and not stare at myself in the mirror. And mm. yeah, it, it's totally, it, it's totally okay to feel that way because you've been lean for so long. You're in this new body now. It's completely different. Like that's a huge change in kilos. Um, and so I think really reflecting on what my goal was, what my mission was and how other people actually perceived me really helped me. Like, people don't evaluate you based on how lean you are. You're like, you're so much more than your body weight in so many different ways. So I think having those realizations kind of helped me move past the extreme and constant focus on it. It still pops up, but I don't, I no longer fixate on it, which is nice. Mm. And it's interesting, like the conversations we've had, the three, the three of us, like I remember that one yeah. morning we were lying in bed, voice messaging you. And like, cause Craig and I've had these conversations too. Cause I've been like, 
I remember when I, um, we, we first started the gym and we, this is when we first started eating like this and it's been a long journey for me and we, I don't know how long it was into it, but I just decided for the wrong reasons that I was going to compete because I just wanted to prove to everyone that you could get lean eating this way and like, no shit, sure. Like you can get lean eating anyway. And, you know, I dieted for this show for like seven months and then six weeks out because I was really lean, um, I just pulled the pin because it was just Craig and I working in the business and I was like wanting to cry at the drop of a hat. I couldn't sleep. I had no period. I was just like losing it. Like it was too stressful and I just didn't care. Like I just said to Craig, I just don't care about getting on stage. But I think it was actually good for me to do that, to realize that, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. Like it's not worth it to be that that lean but so Craig's seen me like super shredded and to like what I am now and I've even been heavy like held more body fat than I am now and him and I having this conversation like I love it when you you know get a bit more fat on you like when you're a bit fatter your ass is like gets real juicy and like sloppy and he'll come up to me and like (laughs) do this to it and he's like you know you just, you look so curvy and womanly. And he's like, you know, the only bad thing is he says, but when I'm doing you from behind, it makes my cock look small. <laughs> well, it's because you hold all of your fat on your ass, which I, I love. And the vast majority of guys would absolutely admit that. But, and, but you know, I think it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting. Like you say, like your perception of what you think's attractive versus like, you know, your new boyfriend, Kyle. Yeah. Are we allowed yeah. to say that? On live. Yeah. yeah. Sarah said it the other day on Instagram. So. Oh, yay. <laughs> just, so, just so, dropping it there without really checking that stuff. Oh, I know. She's like, good work, Kitty. Don't tell Kitty anything, which I'm so happy for you. He sounds amazing and you sound so happy. But talk about like him and how he, I mean, not that it really matters what men think about your body. It's about what you feel yourself. So I think that. Um, it was a little bit challenging like a few months ago because I was talking to this new boy and this was when I was gaining weight and I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I actually going to be attractive for this individual? Like, this is the wrong time for me to be gaining weight. Like, why couldn't this, why couldn't I have met him like a few months from now when I'm finally past this? But, um, I think he helped me build more confidence in myself in this weight gaining journey because he actually told me that he liked the way that I looked or like he, he liked some more figure and shape to me as opposed to like what I looked like before. And I think realizing men think fertile looking females are attractive as opposed to like stick thin, small looking, like small boy looking. And I, and I think it's just society has changed the perception of what women should look like. If you look back to like the Marilyn Monroe times mm. back then, a lot of the models had curves, they had asses, they had, they, they looked good. They looked fertile. They, they could reproduce. They had mm-hmm. their periods. Whereas like now in 2020, all the models are like stick thin. They definitely do not have their period. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would have a libido and they certainly would not be able to have a child right now. So it's just like, there's a disconnect between, I think what guys actually want to see and what they're looking for and what they think is attractive. And what society is projecting on these females, which they're controlling through Instagram feeds and what models are on the front of newspapers and magazines and stuff like that. So I think learning more and asking, not asking, but just realizing what the opposite sex is actually attracted to kind of helps you in your self-acceptance of your weight gain or weight journey. 
Mm. We see it too so much in our program, like women, because they talk quite openly about like their sex drive um, and it coming back and how they feel in the bedroom with their partner and how they feel insecure. Um, But really the guys not even looking at them thinking, oh, you've got that cellulite there or "You're you're a bit fat. They're just thinking they just, and Craig can comment on this, like, they just want you to be in there with them, enjoying the sex yeah. and enjoying your, themselves and letting letting go, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think attitude trumps anything. Like from a guy's perspective, um, all of the things that you notice, that the, the, the guys don't notice at all. <laughs> and, it, it, it's, and it really is one of those things where if, if you're being present in the moment, and, you know, trying to put off the same energy as your partner. And, and you know, and I can only talk from my own experience, um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure most guys can relate to this, is that, you know, when, when, when you're both putting in the same amount of energy, all of that stuff that you're thinking about becomes completely irrelevant. Like, it's not even a thing. It's yeah. just like you and me are doing this together. I'm putting my energy towards you because... I really want to have sex and I really want to get down and dirty and have that crazy wild time that we all have so much excitement with. And I know women really enjoy that too. They mightn't be as vocal about it as guys, but when you are both on that kind of same level, that's all that matters. And I think, you know, for, for a female, when they go down that rabbit hole of constantly overanalyzing themselves, it all becomes about them. And then the guy starts to feel insecure or like not loved or anything because he's just like well i'm i'm putting out this energy towards you and all your what i'm feeling is you're disregarding that and you're being selfish and thinking about yourself now that might not help is but from our perspective yeah that's ultimately what he is and all we care about is like i just want you to be happy and i want you to be present in this moment with me so we can have really really awesome sex and then once we both orgasm we can lay there and just go I feel so much better and you get this euphoric feeling. It's just like, why can't the end goal just be about that? But in order for it to be that, it has to be a two-way street. And it's just when you have those moments where you actually do have that, yeah. when you do reflect on it afterwards, you just go like, all oh, that stuff just seems so ridiculous. Because it's just... In my previous, in my previous yeah. relationship, um, this was like three years ago, um, my lack of confidence in myself and in my like physique really played a negative role in our relationship. It really influenced the relationship, um, especially in the bedroom, because I wasn't confident in myself. And then that leads you to not giving a hundred percent in those intimate moments. And like, like Craig said, it's, it's no longer a two way street. It's just like the guy putting in the effort. And I know that he, would get really frustrated because he felt like I wasn't putting in much of an effort, but for a few reasons, I was way too lean, but I still wasn't confident in myself. And I had no libido because if I'm not going to have a period, if I don't have a period, why would my body's waste energy on having a libido? Mm. Um, and so I think just the lack of confidence and then being too lean and having no libido, like that's just like a recipe for disaster to kind mm. of destroy a relationship. Oh, totally. I think too, like when you, what makes it, it's still hard. I think when women gain weight, if you've, if you've been someone who's been quite lean, but I think when you're eating more and sleeping and starting to feel better, you can, you, you're a bit more balanced. Like you can, 
I think have those feelings, but then think objectively about them and like not revert back to stupid shit. Cause you know, in your head, you're like, okay, cool. I've been there. I've done that before. I know that it ends badly, you know, like I'm feeling better. I just, and slowly, like you say, over time, it does, like you said, you know, it's taken you a while to get to a better place, but slowly it's happening. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't able to like lose sight of the moment. I was still focused. Like I, I like how Craig phrased it. It's almost like you're being selfish in the moment because all you can think about is yourself. And you can't like give yourself up or be, be there for the other individual because you just can't, you, you're, you're trapped inside yourself in so many different ways. Mm. And that's how can you expect someone else to be able to like relate to you or be, be intimate to something. It's not even, it's not even like human, like it's not even a relationship. You don't have emotions. It's like, how can someone be able to penetrate and like, be able to re- like react and respond to something like that. And I think being on the other side, like, like you said, Kitty, you're still going to have those negative self-talk moments, but being able to pull yourself out of it and be like, wow, that's, that's actually ridiculous. I've been there before and I don't want to go back down that road anymore. Mm. But I think having, having that opposite sex say that they actually appreciate those things about you and res- like, like the way you look, love the way you look mm. in honoring what that person said before the call, we were talking to Craig, I was talking to Craig and Kitty and Craig was saying that like, if a guy is going to put in the effort to say that they like something about you, just like accept it. Don't come up with an excuse or something like don't revert sidetrack the compliment. Like there's a reason a guy is not going to say those things if they don't. Mm. It's um, sorry. We're pretty, we're pretty simple creatures like that. (laughs) Like, Like it's quite black and white. Um, you know, and, and we know that, like guys that don't have that kind of the deeper, probably emotional capacity um, in, in some ways that women do. But it's like, well, this is how we express it. It's just like, like dumb Neanderthal talk is like, I really like the way you put together, let's have sex. <laughs> and, and that's that, that, that's as deep as it goes, but it, it, it works so much better when the other person is, you know, just being at that level. Um, and that's why I think sometimes, and again, from my own experience, guys have a really hard time when when the, when the female is in that kind of mindset they're like i don't know what to do because i'm telling you exactly how i feel and i'm trying to show this to you by us doing what we're doing but you're not responding so they're like well like what the fuck do i do now how do i say and a lot of the time the female can't even express it they're just caught up in their own kind of emotional roller coaster of I don't like the way I feel I need to do more of this, but doing more of this exhausts me. And then they just get caught in this loop. And then the guy's standing on the sidelines is going, what the, what the fuck's happening here? <laughs> this should be easy. Like, let's just do our thing. But yeah, it's, um, and I'm, I'm certainly not dismissing, you know, like it's such a huge part of, of modern society and Instagram and everything that we see now and instant gratification and all that sort of stuff that it's, it's, I get it. It's it's really really hard for females to escape that, um, you know. And, and I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't, <laughs> you know. I'm not I'm not smart enough to know that. But it's it's certainly you know from from the male perspective, it's just if they're giving you that energy, you need to at some point kind of 
try and step back and just go, I need to accept what he's saying to me right now because it's legit. If, yeah. if it wasn't, they just wouldn't say it. <laughs> um, so there's only so much that, that the male can kind of take before they just, they start questioning themselves. And when that gets to that point, it's pretty much game over. You yeah. Know? Um, it's, it's hard well, to come back from that. I think too, like, and only from going on my own journey, like maybe you have to dig a bit deeper and like Ash was saying, ask yourself, why do I want to be lean? Like, why am I addicted to being lean? Why am I addicted to training? You know, I get a lot of women saying, oh, I can't not train six days a week. I'm like, but why? Like maybe you have, because I've had to do it myself, like dig deep and go, what, what is it that you're, what do you, maybe there's some trauma. Like maybe there's something that you're like trying to suppress and it's manifesting itself in, you know, like it could be drinking or shopping or over-exercising and under-eating. Like it's, I don't know, I feel like when you go on this journey, it's this massive like self-deep, like self-discovery, oh, yeah. don't you reckon? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. And, and I think that a lot of, there, there's a lot of people who think that having no period and having the libido is like okay um, I've met plenty of other people who think that. And so therefore I'm lean, so therefore I'm healthy. But mm. I think that not enough of the things that like, especially Kitty that you portray on your page, like silly things, but they're, they're accurate. Like, do you poop? Like, do you sleep? Well, they're not silly. Do you poop? <laughs> do you sleep? Well, but I think like a big thing is libido. And I, for so long, never evaluated that included that in my health equation. Mm. And so I didn't think it was a problem that I didn't really have a libido or I didn't really, or I didn't have my period. And just because I didn't have much body fat, I was healthy. But I think that, so Craig, you said, I don't know like where, what the solution is. I really think including those things into your health equation could potentially help with that. Because I think a lot of people would realize, oh, well, the current strategy that I'm doing, the current eating style, the current exercise regimen, like I, I don't have that libido. I don't have my period. So therefore maybe I'm not at my optimal uh, self. Maybe I'm not doing the best things for myself. Yeah. And mm. I don't know, it, it is hard to like really disconnect from that image, but your physique isn't everything. Like there's so much deeper than that. Well, I think you just have to ask yourself, like I constantly ask myself, what's the most important to me? Like it's, for me, it's really, a, it's a balance. Like I'd lie if I said I didn't care what I look like. Cause I do, yeah. I do, I do. Like that's, that's the truth. But, and I, I love lift. I don't just lift because it makes me muscular. I actually re, like you and I've talked about this a lot. Like we just have this great, this passion, like it's our thing, it's our sport, but it's, it's, it's counterbalancing that. Like, it's like, I always really try and like, to me, I've just, I've got to sleep well. Like if I don't sleep, I'm just tired and annoyed and I can't run our business and I can't train and like you know someday we want to have a baby so it's like you have to have a good menstrual cycle you know I want to take a shit every day like that's important to me I don't want to be bloated (laughs) you know I want to have good energy and feel happy so it's like okay like maybe being under a certain body fat I can't maintain those other markers so to me I'm like well you just can't be under that body fat like because that shit's important Um, you know, so I think it's just focusing on how you feel, like, do you feel good? Are you happy? Are you banging your partner? You know, but then again, it's like, if that shit's not important to you, like maybe not everyone's ready. Like some women are like, they're still, they're just not ready to 
focus on how they feel rather than how they look. And I get it. Like you've got to go on your own journey, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, no, that's, I was there last year, like literally one less than a year ago, I was at this place of like, I'm not willing to give up how I feel and look about myself for my cycle for a libido. And now being on the other side though, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. Like I wouldn't choose to go back to where I was because I really like how I feel and my life right now and my energy and the other factors in my health equation that I've now added in because I prioritize those things. And so Mm. I think just like, like you said, women are going to have to get to that place when they're ready, Mm. but realize that like there, there is a better side in, I'm not going to go back to where I was. That's for sure. Yeah. Same. And I just don't want to be hungry. Like I just really can't be hungry anymore. Like anytime I get really hungry, I'm like, Oh, I just, I think about, fuck, how did I used to do that? Like I just, it actually, it's a bit, I think I've got this, it's, I'm a bit scared of it of being like really hungry because of spending all of those years like starving and starving. And look, I really do think that you can, um, like we've talked about this before is live an active lifestyle and be healthy. You can, you've just got to like get to a good place and make sure you really prioritize fueling and recovery and rest and getting the right nutrients in. Like there's not to say, like I really love lifting, you know, and, and it, it, but it's stressful on the body. It is, yeah. especially yeah. when you're lifting the weights that I lift and that you used to lift. So it's really, you've got to just eat a lot of food, you know, don't, you can't do fucking heaps of sets, which I've learnt. <laughs> Of really heavy weights. Of course, Kitty has to learn the hard way. She, even though she knows, she just like, you know, but so I didn't die. So it's all good. But, you know, like it's, I think, you know, you can, you can have both, but sometimes you have to just start, like you say, dial it back for a while, focus on healing. And then eventually whenever it happens, you'll be able to get back to lifting and you'll be able to be healthy, be a healthier athlete, you know? Yeah. Um, Wait, so I, I have a question for you too. Hmm. What, at what point did you guys meet? So like, Kitty, where were you with like your like physique and training? Like, how did you look compared to how you look now? So I was like smaller, like than I am now, like lighter. Yeah. Um, and I had only just had, I found Emma and Craig at the same time, like literally the same time. Like I remember telling Craig, oh, I'm going to do this consult, this program with this nutritionist that I've found like that says that you should drink chocolate milk and drink juice and stuff. And so like, it was, it, I was just smaller, smaller than I was now, but we, it literally like, as soon as we met, I started with Emma. So that's, and you know me, like, I'm like, Oh, fuck it. I'm all in, you know, like, I'm just like, I just did everything that she said, like really without sort of, you know, questioning it. I was just like, Oh, it made sense to me. And then obviously Craig had to like, get on the bandwagon too. Cause I was just like in his ear constantly. I remember like looking at his diet going, what are you doing? Like you, why won't you eat butter? Like, what are you doing eating all these nuts? And like, and it, but he, he, you were pretty open. Hey, cause obviously you taught me how to strength train. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, that, I, I'd been on the whole, like if it fits your macros bandwagon for, yeah. it was probably only about six months. So I, so I understood, you know, I did, when, when was this back in like 2014 or something. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I'd understood then I'd been doing it enough, then to understand it's just like well just choose the food you like and hit macros and be consistent with it like that's something that's always made a lot logical sense but i was never asking myself the questions about you know how do i feel you know like what's my sleep like and what's my digestion yeah. like which was a big one um you know because i was smashing all the protein powders and the oats remember for breakfast you'd oats, have the- oats and blueberries and you know just just the real classic kind of you know body bodybuilder <laughs> 
And it, like it was fine for the most part, but again, it's, it's just an awareness thing. Once you actually go in and start changing things and you start monitoring those things, you start to really get a feeling of like, oh, wow, like, yeah, I didn't realize how bad my bloating was. You know, I thought yeah. it was probably fat at that time or, you know, like I didn't realize how much better my sleep could be, like how much better my energy could be like throughout the day. And like, there's just these things that you become aware of that, you know, I think that's what kind of opened my mind. So it wasn't so much a stretch changing the food around. It was just like the way Kitty, the way Kitty obviously tells the story. It's just like, well, I've found the fucking Holy Grail here. I remember when we had the gym, we were like, oh, that's it. We're doing the chocolate milk thing. We're going to get everyone to drink chocolate milk. And we thought that it was this, this like crazy, outrageous, you know, um, um, thing. But, yeah, it's, it feels like so long ago, you know, like it really, yeah. it, it, it sort of, I'm just trying to think about like when I remember actually sitting down filling out the paperwork because I lived in um, Main Beach still but in this apartment because I was working mining back then and filling out all the forms for Emma and sending it off, um, sending it off to Emma. Yeah. I'm just trying to think how I was just smaller, but I was never, I was never able like you to like, I would restrict, but like I could probably only really maintain it for like periods of 12 weeks. And then I'd go back to like just eating, binge eating and eating again. And then I'd put the weight back on and I'd be like, Oh fuck. All right. You know, when you get to the fat, you're like, I'm feeling fat now. And then I would go, okay, I'm going to be strict again. So I would just go through these periods of eating fuck all and then I would yeah. binge and I drank a lot of alcohol and took a lot of drugs as well. Like the night that I met Craig, I was high on Coke and like had just drunk so much booze because <laughs> I just got divorced and like I was just on this like, you know, I've got to just, I was too scared to be alone and I was just sad all the time. So obviously I just drank and, you know, took drugs to numb the feelings. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I actually, cause like I, I've I slept with a lot of guys, like in terms of numbers wise, I've got a lot of experience, but yeah. most of the time I was just always drunk or high. So like, I even remember when I very first met Craig, cause I'd only just met Emma and you know, like it takes time to like you going through your journey. I was still drink, like I'd bring bottles of wine to his house and like yeah. we'd have dinner and I'd just drink wine. And I think it just made me feel more confident in the bedroom being drunk. Cause Craig, like, I feel like Craig's like just way more open and sexual than me. And I felt like quite intimidated by him because yeah. I was like, Oh, he's just so much better at this than me, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I felt like a lot of the time a bit scared in in the, in the bedroom. And yeah. I remember, and this, I'm going to be like totally, because I, I told you guys this story before, and I'm just going to tell you the extra part of the story, which I, maybe I did tell you. Um, this might offend some people, so just like turn it off now if you don't want, if you don't want to hear this <laughs> warning. But like, I just was never good at head jobs. I just think because I never really like got into it and got like comfortable enough. Yeah, I just never, I never tried hard enough and never like, cause with my husband, like we didn't really have a great sex life. Like he wasn't very adventurous. I wasn't very adventurous. Didn't even know if he watched porn. Not that I'm saying you should watch porn, but I just thought, oh, that's really strange. I don't even know if he's ever watched porn. Um, and so like, I remember Craig telling me this story about how like hardly any girls had ever been able to make him blow from a head job. So I was so instantly I was on the back foot thinking, oh, all right, I'm already shit at this. Plus it's going to be really hard to like get it done. And so I can't believe I'm going to say this. So I just distracted him by letting him put it in my butt, like letting him fuck me in the ass basically. And that distracted him for a while of me not giving him head jobs. 
And then one day we were just chatting and he was telling me like his really good friend, Daz, who's now married to Maria, was telling him how Maria gave him the best blowjob ever. And I was thinking, oh, I really need to get my shit together. Like I just have to tell Craig, I just have to tell him. So I just sat there and I said, look, I just told him the truth and said the reason that I don't do it is because I just feel really insecure and I just don't know what to do and I don't think I'm very good at it. So I said, but I really want to be better. I want to be better for you and I want to learn how to be better. So I said, find me the best porn blowjob that like is a good one and send it to me and I'll study and then I'll give it a crack and I'll practice. So he sent me this really hard. Yeah. So he sent me this video of Charlie Chase as this porn star. And so I, you know, I sent him this video one day of me eating my steak and potatoes, watching the video. And I'm like, okay, look, these are my key takeaways of what the key areas are to focus on. And then, so the next time he came down, I got really dressed up in this, like, I've got this sort of like, um, it's like a Baywatch type bathing suit but it has like colors on it like palm trees and shit you know it's like really low cut like the boobs hang out and I put the slutty eye makeup on and the really hot pink lipstick and I sat him down on the couch and fuck it took about 20 minutes like I swear to god I was like like getting into it thinking it's not gonna happen I can't do it I just can't do it but eventually it happened and then we high-fived at the end (laughs) and then I think I really was like okay tell me what you like tell me how I can make this good for you. And just was really more open and going like to learning about what he actually likes. And now I'm obviously heaps better at it. And I think just being okay with communicating and feel comfortable in myself to say that, you know, um, I wasn't like, I know probably some people listen to that story might be a little bit offended by it, but like from my perspective, it's just like, I, I really, really valued that, that you you took the time to step back and really assess and actually took on my needs and was just like, what do I need to do here? Because I want to be better at this. And that really demonstrated to me that, like, that indeed at that point, it's like you really love me and you really wanted to try and make this better. And, like, you know, from that point on, it was just like, that really kind of opened the gates for us. I mean, you're, you're pretty open most of the time anyway. It's, it doesn't take too much for you to be super extroverted, but I really, really appreciated that. And moving forward, like our ability to communicate on just about anything now. Like we, when we have fights, it's like, it's like two dogs at a fence. Like it's just like really, really loud, really aggressive. And then all of a sudden it's just like flick the switch. Like somebody opens the gate and the dogs just like dissipate. And then we just start talking normally and then we usually just have a bit of a laugh because when you get to that stage of like the communication is just so important, you're both on that same level, like nothing becomes a big enough deal that you can't kind of overcome. And I think that's like for, for, you know, your relationship, because like, let's be honest, relationships are really, really hard work. They are right. I mean, you know, it's amazing. You hear these people like, Oh, we've been together 50 years. It's like, how the fuck did you do that? That's really hard. But (laughs) Sex is the one thing that you guys have that you can't have with anyone else. Yeah. You can if you want. Well, some but, people do, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, you know, it's never going to be as good with anyone else and with the person that you can do it the most with because it's just practice, that energy, there's that connection. Yeah, there's all these things that are just so important and sex is so much better when you have those. So, you know, yeah. But I think it, I think it really goes back. Yeah. <laughs> It was, I was like, this is great. This is really, really cool. I, well, I think it goes back to like Kitty finally ex- like having the confidence 
to be able to ask you about it and like caring about it. And I think a lot of women don't even get to that place of having the confidence. And so they just like, they go through avoidance. And so Kitty was going through avoidance by the other yeah. way, literally the other way. Um, and I, I experienced that with my, one of my previous relationships and that just, it just, we never addressed it. And I think we were really missing that. And that's a, like Craig just said, like that's a crucial part of a long-term relationship is having that connection, especially, especially for males, which I think a lot of women like don't, don't realize, especially for women who don't have a libido or aren't menstruating or ovulating properly. Like they don't have that need. And so they're sitting and like reflecting on their, like their self-confidence issues and they don't necessarily relate to the other individual and recognize their needs. So like Craig said, like Kitty was finally at this place of like, I need to, I need to acknowledge and accept his needs and how can I improve to be able to get to that next level. And now you guys like, look at you guys. Like, I think that you guys are like a great example of like love and a, a great relationship. We're able to work together, but then also have that intimate connection. And I think I really respect Kitty's journey because she got to that self acceptance journey. And I, I, I feel myself getting there now too. And that self acceptance has allowed me to be more confident. And like, I never, like I, I, I'm never going to be an expert in the bedroom. I, I feel so weird saying that, but I think that having the confidence and the ability to communicate with the other individual about like their needs, my needs, having the confidence and um, ability to have that conversation, I think is a really important part of a relationship. And it's something that I'm finally like experiencing and something that I didn't do in the past because I think that I was so self-consumed with my own appearance that I wasn't able to like take a step back and reflect on what the other person needed. Mm. Yeah. I think it's been, it's been honest to and being okay with like, like even to this day, like Craig is still way more adventurous in the bedroom than me. Like way has, ex- we've experimented with different things. And like, I really feel like it's uh, just trying to articulate this, but it's me getting more comfortable with myself. That's what it is. And like over time, I really try, cause it's like, it's, it's in, and this, I'm not saying that everyone should be like this, but it's important to me that Craig, like, I don't want him thinking, Oh, I can't talk to Kitty about things. I'd like to experiment in the bedroom because she's going to make me feel bad about it. Or like, yeah. she's not going to accept me or, you know, and but he's really great because he never makes me feel uncomfortable. Like it's always safe, but I yeah. want to be a bit more experimental just because it's like finding it meeting in the middle and, you know, cause he's like, I don't want to do it with anyone else. I just want to do it with you. Like I want to do these things with you and I want you to be comfortable. And it's like, I even feel like even now I'm still working on it. Like I'm still, because he, you're just a much more sexual person than me, Craig, and much more, I think you're more comfortable in yourself, therefore able to express yourself more in the bedroom. That's just what I think. And I even sometimes like, this is again, a bit of an overshare, but like, <laughs> But sometimes it like we go through stages in our business. Like it's been fucking stressful year this year. Like Corona, like so much shit's been happening. And like Craig and I just get sucked into our work and we'll be like working late hours and then we don't have sex and we get disconnected and we constantly have to realign ourselves. And like, I really need a bit more like warm up, like um, not like let's just root and then we get into it, you know, like a bit yeah. of a foreplay and a little bit more feeling a bit more relaxed. So like we're, you know, we'll go through these stages. We don't have sex. We're like, Hey, we've got to make more of an effort. And then we do. And like 
we had sex in the kitchen the other day. It was re- like I came down. He's like, okay, we're going to have sex. And I said, can you just like let me have a shower and let me just like, because I wanted to like warm into it. So anyway, cause he's like, oh, so well, okay. let me eat yeah. my carrot salad first. Yeah. Let me just eat my carrot salad. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, so well, we're not going to do it now. I said, no. I said, just give me like, t-. so I went upstairs, had a nice shower came down like naked and just started flirting with him. And then we ended up having this amazing sex in the kitchen and like lots of kissing. Like I really like lots of kissing. I don't know why it really turns me on. I don't know. Maybe females are like men can, some men can just, you know, just jump straight into it. So we had this amazing um, sex. And then he's like, you know, like I re- he's like, you're, you're not, he, Craig's very vocal and I'm not as vocal as him. And he's like, I'd really like you to make more noise. I'm like, I'm just not that vocal. I was like, why aren't you vocal? I'm like, and I was thinking to myself, okay, it's because it you because need to feel comfortable. You're vocal with everything else. But I think that's because I feel really comfortable in life just being like that, whereas in the bedroom I'm not as confident. Yeah. You know, but I said to him, okay, I'm going to make the commitment to just gradually like because it's like I think I don't want it to be forced either. Like I want it to be no. a natural progression of, you know, and I just want to put it on, but really like working hard on really letting go. Like, yeah. really, and it, I still am working at that, you know, yeah. like that's just the truth, but I'm okay with saying that, you know, cause I think, but, like, but again, I, I think I, I'm just sort of saying that because, you know, like the, it, it's, it's that energy thing. Mm. Like you're putting it on and it's just like, when you're getting no feedback, you're like, am I really shit at this? Do I really suck <laughs> at this? Do you know what I mean? So I, I think, that's good to know, and that's good to ask. Like, yeah, what what am I doing wrong that is not necessarily like is is something that I'm doing confusing, or like how can I improve? Yeah, I like I like the question of how can I improve my feedback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Craig's a very good lover. He's very good. Like, like he's very. He'll never like not make me orgasm. Like he's always very wants to make sure that I'm satisfied, you know, and I think that's really awesome. So it's like, well, Kitty, you've got to make the effort too, you know, like more effort to do the things that he wants you to do. And I guess it's a like it's a ongoing, you know, it's ongoing really, isn't it? Like reaching these new depths of feeling comfortable in yourself and, you know, doing things that maybe you haven't always been comfortable doing. Yeah, but how how can someone get to that point um, until they get to the point of like looking past their body image issues, you know? Mm. Mm. And I think that's an important thing that both sides of the relationship need to factor in. Like if that other, if one of the individuals is so fixated on like, Oh my God, there's too much light in this bedroom. Mm. And so like they, someone can see my roles and like, if they're only fixating on that, how can one expect someone to give them everything or to be able to fully commit and give their full attention and give full feedback um, and so I think it, it does, it takes so much of a self acceptance journey as well to be able to get to that place where you can fully satisfy the needs of your partner. Mm. Oh my God. The sex with the no lights on I used to always do that because I was not <laughs> comfortable. You know, I'd always want to do it at the nighttime with the lights off. Yeah, totally. I actually said to Craig, like, you know, I'm getting the boobs out. Um, yeah. And probably by the time we release this podcast, they'll be out. But like Craig and I, we're very open, open to like, we'll be in, on the Gold Coast. It's like plastic surgery central. And like, we really both, I love big boobs and I don't have anything against women getting breast implants, you know, like I'm just getting them removed because it's what I want to do. But yeah. like, oh, we see a chick walking along, like in the supermarket and I'll be, like, I'll be elbowing Craig in the, you know, in the ribs going, oh my God, check out that chick's boobs. I'm like, they're huge. <laughs> And I have this joke with him that, like, I'm really jealous. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous that you're looking at her. Like, it's just a joke. 
And yeah. I said to him the other day, I was like, are you still going to like find me as attractive when I don't have my big oh. boobs? <laughs> he and likes he's, your butt. He's like, of course I am, Kitty. He's like, of course, I will love you, big boobs, small. I mean, they're just going to be saggier versions of what I have now because I actually have boobs. But he's like, I love you regardless. Like, yeah. You know, it's not, it's, it's not even a thing. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. You're getting your boobs out. Like, like I could, I, I understand you're doing it for, for the reason you're doing it and I, I admire you for that. But really at the end of the day, I could give two shits whether you've got big boobs or small boobs. Like, I just, I couldn't care. It, again, it's yeah. just coming back to that attitude. And, you know, the thing that I love about you is that you're communicating and you're always constantly trying to progress and want to be better, you know, and, and that helps me try to be better as well. And I just think, when you're both on that same page again these are things that become mostly relevant um big boobs small boobs big ass small ass big hips whatever like yeah just couldn't get this <laughs> it's like yeah yeah i think it's just i mean obviously you've got to find the other person attractive like yeah. you know yeah, I, 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 I yeah but when that's not that's it's not, not, it's not, it's like, it's, but what makes someone attractive? I think it's a mix, isn't it? It's a mix of physical and emotional, isn't it? Like, I think, like yeah. I always say to Craig, like, I know this sounds so super cheesy and sometimes we want to kill each other, but I'm like, I just, I still look at him every day, except when I want to like, you know, crush his balls. Cause we've been having a fight, but I think like, he's just so handsome. Like I love his beautiful smile and his eyes and his nose. And he's just really, I just think he's really handsome, but it's who he is that makes him handsome as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that, like, it's the connection of, obviously the physical connection is going to be, like, the, the first thing that you see. But what, like, really sets someone apart is having, like, being literally attracted to the persona. Like, yeah. what they, how they talk, how confident they are, what they talk about. Like, to me, like, that's what really puts me over the edge in, like, in liking someone. And I, that's, I'm very attracted to Kyle for that reason like I he talks nerdy all the time and like I love that I, I love, love it, it. So much. <laughs> it's so true though like I remember like when I left my husband and my friend Brooke was also leaving her husband and you know I just I I wrote this list like of what I wanted and one yeah. of the things I really wanted is someone that was into like lifting like me you yeah. know, and like, I feel like I really found that person because Craig and I love lifting, you know, like you, like we'll sit at the table and fuck, we've talked for hours about programming and different things like, and, you know, and we just, I love it that he loves, has the same interest, probably like Kyle, like you guys have similar in- interests, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, and values, of course, um, but that's, you know, I love it that he loves the same things as me, the same interests. Yeah. But it, it wasn't so like it wasn't the the leanness of the other individual wasn't what led me to liking the individual like ever mm. in the past either. Mm. And I think that that's something that I've finally recognized. Like it's not like I saw an individual naked for the first like the first time you see someone, they're not you don't see their like underneath. It's what it's how they project themselves, their confidence mm. level that like really brings you in and gets someone excited or interested in that individual. Mm. And just being so fixated on your appearance, appearance, and not realizing that that's like a very, very small percentage of what the opposite sex is looking for in another individual. 
I think too, like, cause Craig and I've talked about this a lot about like being lean and, you know, like the different levels and like how disciplined, you know, people that we know, other bodybuilders that we know and their discipline levels. I'm like, oh, fuck, I just want to live like that. I'm like, you know, like we went out to dinner on the weekend. I said, I would hate to be with someone like that because we enjoy eating out. It's not like yeah. we eat out every day, but like we went out yeah. for his birthday and had this amazing lamb shoulder. You would have loved it. It was ridiculous. Sourdough pizza, um, wow. like prawns and octopus oh fuck it's amazing and i had these two beautiful like um champagne cocktails with like light cheese and stuff and it was just so yummy and you know like it's not like we do that every night but yeah when you're so fixated and so lean you can't ever do shit like that yeah you know i'm like that's i don't want to live like that it's boring yeah That, that was another problem with one of my past relationships like i just was so strict and so regiment on like my lifestyle and eating habits that I don't like we rarely went out to eat and that's if you don't want to go out to eat like Hmm. that's fine but I think that it's just like missing out on those experiences because you're so focused again on yourself Hmm. and I realized like how self-centered I was in the past and not Hmm. purposely uh it's just like being trapped in that lack of self-confidence that you're not able to reflect on on that. And I think that the other, the opposite sex can see that because the other person is again, not looking out for the other person's needs, mm. whether that's physically or experience wise and going out and experiencing restaurants or just doing things outside of the house. Mm. Um, so I think that, that, that lack of self-confidence and lack of self-acceptance just affects relationships in so many ways. Mm. Oh, and again, a sacrifice that one may have to do if they are prioritizing being really lean. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I could just never go back. No. I just feel like I just could never eat that low amount of food again. Like I just, it, I would, it, I would actually die, I think. <laughs> and you can't lift. You can't perform in the gym. Yeah. It's really important to me. Like I really enjoy like lifting heavy. And I think, yeah. I just, again, just cannot believe that because you, what was your best deadlift? Like close to three times body weight. Yeah. With no carbs. Yeah. I actually was reflecting on this the other day. Like I really was strongest, like probably two years before keto. Mm. I hit like 395 for deadlift. Fuck. And I weighed that's crazy. Like 135, 130 or 135 pounds. And I never got above that again after my, my strength training going keto and cardboard. Um, but I just, kept pushing myself in the gym, like regardless of how many, how low carbs or any sort of carbs I had. Um, but it, it definitely, like I put everything I had into the gym and yeah. I think a lot of other areas of my life sacrificed. Cause I just wasn't feel, I wasn't resting enough. Um, I was still eating a lot of calories, but I wasn't resting and not having your period and just pushing yourself too much. You just lose out on like relationship experiences, like Mm. And, and all these other important quality of life factors that I was pushing to the side because again, I, I don't, I don't like this mindset, but I don't like this way of saying it, but I was so self focused mm. on like one thing. And like I said, I, I will never, I'll never go back to that because I've kind of been able to now take a step back and reflect on what my life was like just three, four years ago. Yeah. Mm. Fuck, it is, it's just amazing. I'm so excited for you and, like, I'm so happy that you met this. He sounds so lovely. I, I'm, I'm very happy and I'm very lucky to have, to have met him. So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh. know what the <laughs> well, we'll get to meet him when we come and visit the farm. Yes. And yeah. when I come to us, well, we come to Australia. That'll be, mm. that'll be fun. Mm. Um, do you have anything else to add guys before we uh, finish off? I think Kitty shared the most in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I sometimes I think, like, after I say stuff, I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But then, like, I told the blowjob story on um, Instagram stories, and seriously, I got so many messages from going, oh, thanks so much for sharing that. I feel the same way. Like, I was just not confident in the bedroom. I think this one lady sent me this message going, you're like the person that says everything that everyone is thinking, but exactly. they don't actually want to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And for that, Kitty is very much loved by many individuals. Yes. And probably not loved, but that's okay. You know, you can't. No, everyone will. Can't follow. Honestly, we've been over yeah. this before. Like, if you disagree with what I say, there's an unfollow button. Yeah. You, you guys, I think probably not. I mean, you're talking more about your farm and stuff now, but back when you were talking a bit more about the nutrition, you get, I mean, I get it too. Like people that get so mad at yeah. you. Like, oh no, we get we get messages all like because I show my food all the time and people mm. are probably just like, oh my god, carbs, 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 carbs. Yeah, I, I, I always I always find that fascinating. Even today, Craig and I like, you know, I've been doing heaps of reels, so like I try yeah. and make them a bit funny. You know, you know that um one with the let's get physical, <laughs> physical. <Yeah. laughs> you know what women need to do. You know, and there's a whole heap of comments on that about women shouldn't be lifting heavy and it's not the only way to get toned and you can do, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I'm not saying everyone should lift, but if you want to build muscle, you have to lift progressively heavier weights. And I think, you know, there's a lot of women on Instagram that do Pilates and that are quite lean and don't lift weights. Like they've had to starve themselves to get lean. I'm like, it's not a healthy way to do it. I think if you want a sustainable transformation, eat more food, repair your metabolism and do some form of strength training. Or if you don't like strength training, just, do whatever activity you like. Yeah. Like, I don't know, go fucking horse riding. Learn how to dance. Yeah. You know, just fuel your body and go chase chickens. Yeah. 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 Like you on the farm. Like you you'd be moving all day. Hey. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. You'd need heaps of food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Soon. Yay. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much, Ash. That was I just always love catching up with you. I'm so happy for you and happy that you guys are doing what you love and that you've met your nice man. I, um, you guys have both been like a huge motivation and inspiration for two individuals who are really committed to their health, committed to each mm-hmm. other. And then also like your business is very aligned with your mission. So mm-hmm. you guys have been a huge motivation for us and appreciate meeting you and hopefully we'll be able to meet soon. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to, like, we'll get you back on in six Thank months. You. We'll get the, we'll get the, we'll do, we'll do like the six monthly update. And see when okay. you're, you know, yeah. Like, Heck yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be on my third, fourth period by then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Might be married to Kyle. Maybe we'll no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so funny. Mel got a boyfriend, and I'm already like planning the wedding because I'm like, I'm so glad you're the boyfriend. She's all in love, and I'm like, isn't it so great you're in love? And I think I'm just a hopeless romantic at heart, you know. Um, <laughs> she's like, shut up, Kitty. We're not getting married yet. All right, just calm down, Courtney. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll speak to you again soon, Ash. Bye.